0: entrepreneurs, small business owners, professionals who seek excellence, bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builder Show.
1: Here's Marty Wolf. It's still-
0: Welcome to the Business Builder Show, the show for entrepreneurs, business owners, business leaders, and professionals who seek excellence. I'm Marty Wolf, your host for the Business Builder Show, and alongside of me in the studio is my executive producer, Mr. D.C. Taylor. Hi, D.C. Hi, Marty. And my friend and associate joined me for this great interview. Mr. Kerry Carney is with me today. Hi, Kerry. Good morning, gentlemen. Good to see you, Kerry. Good to see you, D.C. All right. Together, we will all be your guides in this learning journey. This edition of the show is brought to you by Kevin's Worldwide. Kevin's is one of America's leading distributors of promotional products and uniforms. You can find them at kevinsww.com. That's kevinsww.com. The Business Builder Show is distributed by C-Suite Radio. and That's S-U-I-T-E which is part of the C-Suite Network, the world's most trusted network of business executives. You can learn more about us at C networkcom My special guest today is Don Yeager. Hi, Don, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks, Marty, I appreciate it, buddy.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Uh, let's do an introduction to set this up. Uh, anybody who has been uh, uh, reading books and uh, in sports probably already recognize your name, but for those who have been living under a rock, I will do this formal introduction. Don Yeager is the author of more than two dozen books, nine of which have become New York Times bestsellers. Don Yeager has developed a reputation as one of America's most provocative journalists. His award-winning writing career, including more than 10 years as associate editor of Sports Illustrated, has led to guest appearances on every major talk show in America, from Oprah... To Nightline, from Fox News to Good Morning America. Now, Don Yeager, congratulations! You finally hit the big time. You're on the business say, builder now show. I can
1: add business builders, I can. I'm, now it's complete. My it, life.
0: You're, com- you're complete now. Hey, Don, thanks awesome. so much. Really, man, I appreciate it. It's a, it's an honor to have you on the show, and um, obviously, you've been doing a lot of writing the last few years. So. Uh, my burning question is: What got you going? Who inspired you? What inspired you? What, where did this all come from? Were you in kindergarten writing something, or where did this all start, man?
1: You know, as is probably true of almost all your listeners, um, sometimes it's not what you plan to do that oh. ultimately uh, that you end up doing. I I, uh, I grew up the son of a preacher. Um, my dad lived. Uh, we lived in Hawaii. As uh, that's where I was born and raised, and then we moved to Japan and. And at uh, 13 years old, we moved to Indianapolis, Indiana. And mm. when I when we got there, I'd spent so much time in my life around the military that I I just assumed maybe a military future was a military life was in my future. And so I signed up for ROTC as a freshman in high school. And mm. uh, the night before classes, the night before classes, the, uh, the the counselor from the school called and said, "Not enough kids signed up for ROTC." But that's all right. We put you on the student newspaper. You're gonna, you're gonna go there, and uh, you know, you, so complete accident. But I found my, I found my space. I, I realized how much I enjoy writing and now asking questions. As you know, I mean, it's just such a, it's a lost art. People who can ask great questions. So it was, it was fun to do.
0: Wow, that, that's interesting. Do we just reveal something about your backstory that no one else has shared? Are we breaking Probably. news?
1: Yeah, exactly. I don't know that I've gone there, but that—that's. Uh, yeah, it's a. It, it's it's it it is interesting though. When I when I was thinking about uh, today's conversation and some of the notes back and forth that you and I were sending, I thought, gosh, it, it really is random. And but but the more I talk to people, uh, I, the more I realize how often random is what brings us to. Uh, to the places where we get a chance to explore our true creativity.
0: Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So you spent 10 years at Sports Illustrated. That had to be a lot of fun um, and um, probably some challenges. What are some some maybe unique or special memories you, you'd like to share with us?
1: I think the thing I enjoyed the most about my time at Sports Illustrated was uh, the community of other writers. Um you know, it's a really small community. There's only 30 writers at the senior writer, associate editor level at the magazine um, at any given time, and uh, and so a lot of times you think, "Gosh, you're among 30." They're all really, really, really good. Mm. You can only imagine the uh, the jealousy or the other things that. But in fact, the opposite was true. This was one of those such the environment, the culture was so great that, that everybody looked around the room and said, if you're here, you're really good. And I'm glad to have you. And, uh, as opposed to, if you're here, you're, you're a threat or a challenge to me. And, and I, and I think that's, that was one of the, one of the great lessons I learned there was uh, that that just bubbled down. That, that came down from the top where they, they wanted us all to appreciate each other and, uh, to, and to be grateful for each other. Mm. Um, and, uh, and that, doesn't happen in a lot of environments some places think they need to inspire you know competition to keep us mm. uh, to keep us sharp and and and, and in fact at Sports Illustrated it was quite the opposite and, and, and made it an incredible place to work
0: with that being the environment that you had at Sports Illustrated do you think that that was primarily or because of the uh, topics that you're covering both both teams and uh, individual coaches and or um sports stars, I guess, is is that was was that part of the inspiration why you had a team at Sports Illustrated?
1: Well I think I think it you know, a lot of other sporting environments, a lot of other sports magazines or sports sections at newspapers, you know, you have the same opportunity. What what I what I what I think I recognize now about what was so special about the time that time at Sports Illustrated was that um you know, that, that they literally, there was zero jealousy. And that's, um, and that's just, I I think that's that, that's that toxic nature that happens in so many places, many, many places. Um, the the assumption is that if you're progressing, I'm not, and that's bad. And, um, and, and, and this was that rare community where, You know, one person's progress meant nothing uh, negative to anyone else. And I I love that.
0: Yeah. Well, it's a focus on excellence, I guess. You know, what's the goal? Well, you know, it's uh, to win the game or whatever it is. What's the focus on excellence? I I, I guess that's what it came down to. And speaking of excellence, um, you co authored a book with John Wooden. And the title of that book Uh is A Game Plan for Life The Power of Mentoring. Um, and you also wrote about uh, John Wooden in the Success Magazine. I think it was uh, December 2016 issue of Success Magazine. Tell me about your relationship with Coach Wooden. It's it's pretty deep. So talk to me about that a little bit.
1: Well, um, when I was at Sports Illustrated, one of the things that I had heard was that Coach Wooden, uh, though he was 88 years old at the time that this particular thing happened, I heard he was having um regular conversations with Shaquille O'Neal, mm-hmm. uh, who at the time was twenty six, was the hip hop star of the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah. And that Shaq was on a regular basis coming out to Coach Wooden's home and and so I wanted to experience one of those. I wanted to understand like what, what it what that looked like and I figured it would be about basketball and what I learned was that they were mentoring sessions. that coach was truly serving in some ways, as a guide for Shaq. And um, so, I, I again, I asked if I could sit in, and they let me in. Um, at the end of several hours of time, I realized that they had never once talked about basketball. Mm. They talked about being a better father, a better teammate, a, a, a better leader. Mm. And um, so as we got up, I, I knew Coach Wooden a little, but I didn't know him very well. And I said, Coach, um, this was incredible. What? what tell me. Um, how does somebody get mentored by John Wooden? Like you're unbelievable. Yeah. And he looked at me and he said, "You ask." Wow. Wow. And I said, "How many people?" I said, "How many people ask?" And he said, "Not as many as you might think." And it was a big aha for me, right? Because I realized that you know all of us talk about wanting to have mentors in our lives. We all want to have somebody that can help show us the way. And uh, but the truth is, most of us won't ask. Wow. We uh, yeah. we select ourselves out of the conversation just by saying, he's too busy, he's too big, he's too this, he's too this, there's, and there's no way. So we don't ask. Yeah, amazing. Well, about 30 days later, I call Coach, and um, I, I talked to him for a little bit, and I said, Coach, something told me as we were wrapping up our conversation that I was supposed to ask. Yeah. And he said to me, I wonder what took you so long.
0: <laughs> How about that? How about that? I wonder what. And took out of so that,
1: and out of that, for twelve years, I flew to California every other month for a day with John Wooden, learning and having him help me understand what I could truly, what you know, maybe my potential, and um, uh, and to have him as a mentor. When he was ninety-eight, so it was ten years later. We uh, we sat down and we thought, you know what? We should do a book about this, about what it means. To mentor somebody and what it means to be mentored, and so we wrote the book, A Game Plan for Life. It came out on his 99th birthday. Uh, it was the last book that came out while he was alive, and uh, it is one of those things I will be, I will, I will be proud of forever. And you should be.
0: Wow, what a great story! As they say, uh, we could hear a pin drop in this studio, and I'm sure that as people are listening, to this, it's going to have the same, same. Uh, response to that story that's that is really powerful ask so in terms of great books and i've looked at your work and um, where i want to spend some time or quite a bit of our time is on a book that you wrote called great teams 16 things high performing organizations do differently and before we even get into the book what's the best way for people to connect with you don is it your website to learn more about what your work is
1: no, the website is great. It's got a wonderful contact, very easy contact form. Um, it's just donyeager.com, dot com, and if they they hit it, um, uh, we're we're back, and we we commit to being back with everybody that reaches out within twenty four hours. And just um, we uh, we we love the opportunity to interact with others who believe like we do that there's lots we can learn, especially from the world of sports.
0: Yeah. Again, your book is – one of your books that we're going to talk about is Great Teams, 16 Things High-Performing Organizations Do Differently. And I was telling Carrie and DC in preparation for the show, I said, how the heck? You know, this guy wrote this book. He knows virtually everybody. How in the heck am I going to boil down a 20 to 30 minute conversation? So here's what we're going to do. Work with me on this, Don. Um, Let's talk about your book. You put in the book, uh, you describe them as four pillars of great teams. So let's use that as kind of the focal point. Are you okay with that?
1: Uh, sure. Yeah. I'd, I'd be, I'd love, I'll i take it any way you want well, it. This, like, let... this is a subject I love to talk about because I think this is one of those places where I, I grew. Um, I, I'm a small business. I'm an entrepreneur also. Sure. I have 18 employees and yeah. um, own a couple of small businesses. And so the effort to go learn these habits of high performing teams and to have these great winners talk to me about it. Has improved the way I conduct myself as a businessman as well. So, yeah. uh, I think when I think of your audience, um, any any way you want to take this, any way you want to slice it, I'll be glad to do. It.
0: Let's just let's just start at pillar one, and it says targeting your purpose, and, and just as you just said, this is this has been is I've looked at this book, I read it, um, and I'm using it. So the pillar number one in the book is targeting purpose, and you yeah, say great teams great understand teams their why. So talk to me about understand that.
1: Understand their why? Yeah, yeah, it's a. You know, the why is, in some ways, it's become a little bit of a subject that a lot of people have heard about. Simon Sinek has become um, uh, as enormous in his space. Yes. Um, But he talks about your individual why. Why do you do what you do? What I discovered while talking to great team builders, and this book is built upon interviews and time and and effort given to me by 110 of the best team builders of our generation. Yeah. Sat down to say, here's how we did it. The the number one answer that came up is that they understood that, that purpose is the centerpiece of any great organization. Mm. Um, people, uh, you know, plays in, in sports. You know, fancy offense, tricky defense. Those things come and go, right? People figure out, figure them out. Uh, in business, it could be pricing. Uh, uh, it could be a product. Those things come and go. Yeah. But but the, but that sense of purpose. We are. Who are we here to serve? And why does what we do matter? Uh-huh. And if your team, if your team can collectively answer that question, you find that they show up to work differently. They come to play differently. Yeah. And uh, the story I tell in the book is about USA basketball and how Coach Dushensky at Duke realized that when he took over the Olympic basketball team that they had kind of lost their sense of purpose, mm. and he wanted to re- he wanted to reinvigorate them, and so he began creating what he calls feel-it moments, which are moments when the players would feel who they're really playing for. Mm. And and he believed that the, that their ultimate teammates were uh, were members of the United States military, people who were also wearing the letters USA on their chest. Wow. Yeah. But we're, and so he said, I want to introduce them to others in service of our country because that's what he considered that basketball team was in service of our country. You're not a basketball team. You're not an Olympic team. You're in service of the United States of America. Yeah. And kind of the the penultimate moment for him was when he took the team to Arlington National Cemetery. And they encounter a young man who's there, a military officer who's laying pictures at grave sites. And Coach K asked the young man to talk to our players. And he said, yeah. He said, I'd be glad to. He said, that those those, those, those headstones there, that was my team. Wow. And we had a mission and it didn't go as planned. And, and, um, and these are pictures of me and them in better days. And our players can all recount everything that happened during this because they were so riveted by this young man who was standing there saying, by the way, that's a great team. My team right there, that was a great team. Because they cared for each other. They would do whatever it took for each one of us to be successful. And my only regret, he said, is that I wasn't there that day. I wished I had been. And, and these, these guys, like, they were like, I mean, yeah. wow. you know, Can you imagine what it meant to players. truly be a teammate. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And it affected our players. And so Coach comment there, or discussion point, is that our team is better when we have a sense of purpose, when we believe we're not just playing basketball, we're in service of someone else. That's yeah. Just as true in a small business, right? I, my my company, I own a little little um, sports PR firm, right? My company is better not when we think we're delivering, you know, stories, but when we're actually helping people, you know, act on their greater good, you know, to do something that's powerful and meaningful. Yeah. And so the goal here is that great teams they target purpose
0: yeah now again i'm as you're speaking i'm now let's remember that these are some of the best basketball players in the world and so to get that lesson driven home to their hearts and their minds let's talk about leadership of that team of coaches Mm -hmm. uh and and that's part of effective management i guess which is one of uh, the second pillar in your book let's let's talk about leadership and coach and, and the way he thought about that. And so let's address that in terms of effective management. How important is that in, well, in a great,
1: great teams? great point. I mean, so it's not, I mean, John Maxwell loves to say it all, you know, anything rises and falls on leadership. And 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 so, yes, you could look at it and go, oh, how cheese ball that is. Mike Krzyzewski, it's easy, you know, yeah. USA basketball. That's really easy, right? And still patriotism. First off, you made a great point. These are all really um, self-absorbed, very wealthy yeah. athletes yeah. who often don't uh, think about anybody but themselves. Right? You yes. Know? Yeah. Now being challenged to do that, and so it's it's more difficult, frankly, with them than maybe with your with your employees. Yes. But secondly, Mike Shishovsky had to be intentional as a leader to do this. He had to consistently think about how do I expose these young men in my who I'm asked to lead. How do I make them? How do I challenge them? How do I make them think differently? Yeah, You know, taking them to Arlington isn't easy, right? That's a, you have to go, that's an effort to you go betcha. try to create that kind of dynamic, and you yeah. did it. Yeah, you um, So effective, effective management, effective leadership is, um, you know, a huge piece in the growth of any great organization. Yeah. Sense of purpose. Great leadership, and then but not just great leadership, the development of the next generation of leadership mm-hmm. is a constant requirement of any great organization, any great team,
0: yeah, absolutely, um speaking of great leaders, and I put it in my notes to you that I'd like you to uh, talk about Anson Dorrance. uh, It's one of my favorite stories. And again, I'm not sure we're going to bounce around a little bit now, Don, to make sure we cover, you know, some key points that I really want to get out. You do whatever you want. Let's talk about Anson Dorrance. Who is he and why is he in your book?
1: This guy is maybe the greatest, um, one of the greatest coaches I I had a chance to meet. He is, um, he was the, he's the women's soccer coach at University of North Carolina where uh, he's won 21 national championships. There, Uh Uh, I mean, every great, Soccer player that many of your leaders would think of, uh, Mia Hamm, many of the others, all played for Anson Dorrance in college. Um, and so he, but, but this guy, just everything he thinks about is how to get the most from those he's asked to lead. And um, I mean, even down to, I, I love this little thing. I was talking about it last night with somebody. You know, when they win national championships, most teams hold a ceremony and they distribute championship rings, right? Yeah. And, and you'll see them on the fingers of a lot of athletes, yeah. uh, you know, celebrating themselves as champions. Anson Dorrance holds a ceremony in which he brings each of the young women up to the stage and he hands them a bouquet of roses. And he calls them championship roses. And his whole concept is, here's the deal, the rose is beautiful today, but it's gonna die tomorrow, right? Well, your job. Your job is to go create new roses to wow. be ready next year to put more roses. So it, you know, wow. That, one of the reasons most people don't succeed in uh, don't succeed in continuing their excellence is that they get caught up in, in staring at the ring on their finger, right? Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. They're, they're busy reminding themselves how great they are. Yeah. Anthony endurance's whole point—he thinks about it right down to the idea of I'm not going to give them rings. I'm going to give them roses. And I him to remember that that your job is to go out and create new roses.
0: And I suppose, the, yeah, I suppose the way he does that is that he calls them. And again, this is taken right out of your book. His practices are called competitive
1: cauldrons. Cauldrons. Yep. <laughs> yep. And he because of everything. his focus, and, and he it, measures everything, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, he he measures your effort, how hard you ran, how did, he? And and he has a he has a collection of of assistants who are all around the field. And by the time you're done showering and making your way out of the locker room, your scores are on the wall, and you can see where you fell that day. Yeah. And if you were in the bottom 10, and you stay in the bottom 10, probably next year there won't be a spot for you, right? Wow. I mean, in almost yeah. a Jack Welch kind of way, because yeah. he believes that that what you see in that in that regular measurement of your success, not not annual, right? Not at the end of the year we're going to measure you. We're going to measure you often. Is that he sees, man? Oh God! Look at that! I boy, I was in the bottom ten today. What do I got to do tomorrow to make sure I'm not there again? That's the person you want on your team. Yep. Yeah. And, um, and and so oh, you find fighters.
0: You find fighters, and this applies as your book uh, talks about. This is these are business lessons. Um, these are lessons in terms of resiliency and competitiveness and caring and and understanding your why and again i'm speaking with don yeager and his last name is spelled y-a-e-g-e-r don yeager you can go to his website his book is great teams 16 things high performing organizations do differently uh don believe it or not we've been at this a while already have my complete attention so we're not going to get to. All the key points, <laughs> actually. Uh, Sorry, uh, but, but fascinating, fascinating. But I do want to oh, talk wow. about because you have so many things going on. Um, you're partnering with John Maxwell on something. Talk to us about that.
1: Yeah, John Maxwell is one of my. I mean, he's one of my heroes. I, when when John uh, reached out a couple of years ago and talked to me about doing this project, this is incredible. Um, the two of us are sitting down with leaders. In the world of sports, uh, to talk, um, so they're they're in my world, uh, but they're in his world too because they're leaders. Sure, sure. and we're just we're going to talk about how do you how do you get the most from those around you? How do you um, how do you drive excellence, and uh, and how do you drive yourself to excellence? And so we have uh, we we opened uh, last month with um, uh, with Urban Meyer, the, the yep. amazing coach of yep. the Ohio State Buckeyes, right. And uh, you know we've got some Chicago Cubs love coming up here in, a, in, a, in a, <laughs> a week, and then we've got next month. We've got we we spent some time with Rick Hendrick, the uh, owner of Hendrick Motorsports, which is incredible. Uh, just won another Sprint uh, Sprint Cup, and it's just uh, it's amazing the the people and 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 you can be a sports fan and enjoy it, but what you really want to be is somebody who's fascinated by. By leadership, yeah. And if you're that, there you go. It's a, it's, so it's a, it's a website. You go to leadersgobig.com dot com, and uh, and you can find it. And it's just uh, it's 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 a lot of fun. I'm enjoying the heck out of it
0: leadersgobig.com go com. I think I told you I've already signed up. I, I watched. The I know, first I get interview. Thank you. I'm, I'm thrilled that I'm a part of that and I'm looking forward to all the good work that you're doing there. And uh, we need to wrap up, believe it or not, we've been at this for about 23, sure. 24 minutes and uh, it has been extraordinarily engaging other than your book. How would you like to close? How would you like to wrap up?
1: Oh, no, I hope, you know, Marty, I, I love the reason I love doing these kinds of uh, these kinds of conversations is just, you know, you're exposing you know, the work that I'd love to do to you know, to to groups of people that probably have never heard of me before, as you said. And uh, but if they if they do, if we're all on the same page, it's an amazing journey together. You used the word journey earlier, and I love it because that's what this is, right? Our, all of us are on this journey together, and and the best thing we can do is be in support of each other. So uh, anybody that's listening here, if they if they do, if they hit that website, com, you know, send the contact form in, do whatever it is. I do. A, I, I have a daily quote that I share every day with different yep. folks. I've been saving quotes for years. I've got a blog that I do once a week. I, I just love to be, you know, be in communication with others who believe, as we do, that there's lots we can learn. Yep.
0: Don Yeager, you're the best, man. I appreciate so much uh, you taking time and for being part of the Business pillar Show. So thanks, Don. Appreciate it.
1: No, oh, let's go build some businesses. Awesome.
0: You got it, man. This edition of the Business Builder Show has been brought to you by Kevin's Worldwide. Kevin's is one of America's largest distributors of promotional products and uniform. You can find Kevin's at kevinsww.com. That's kevinsww.com. The Business Builder Show is distributed by C-Suite Radio, and that's S-U-I-T-E, which is part of the C-Suite Network, the world's most trusted network of business executives. You can learn more about us at c networkcom So on behalf of myself, Marty Wolf, Carrie Carney, and D.C. Taylor, thank you so much for listening to The Business Builder Show. Special thank you to Don Yeager for joining us. Have a great week. Bringing the business classroom to you. It's The Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf.